This is What the Flock Radio's Birds of a Feather. We are an indie music focused show rife with witty, fuck laden, insanely interesting, and unhinged banter. Our thematic submissions will confuse, infuse, and delight you, while our fascinating, fun features fluster, flummox, fulfill, and thrill you. And I am the vocalist for the dark alt-rock band Ascent. I go by the name Christina. It's crazy. It's my given name. Who knew? And what I will give you is another little bit of Refrigerator Poetry 2021. Still alive, here we are. Music, conversations, dreams. Your love, a reason to be alive. The clouds change, signs of life. In ritual, I live and breathe. I'm wild, running, burning without time too late karma takes the win totally stumped once again very nice refrigerator poetry but i have no clue about the source journey no those are titles from 28 journey songs all strung together to make a poem wow Right so, over my head, I gotta say. And uh, who might you be, sir? I'm. I mean, I'm in your home, and I brought a bunch of shit to your home. So I'm hoping you know me. Bob Studios yes. uh, is my abode. Thank you. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm Professor P. Soup, uh, international rock legend, radiant savant. And uh, besides all that, I'm a hard old geezer, crowd pleaser, the hip hop Caesar. My rhymes are cold; I got to keep them in the freezer. Uh, that, by the way, that's from my song uh, "In the Zone," which you can hear on my anthology uh, my on uh, any of your platforms that you choose, preferably Spotify. Very nice. You guys didn't know he was a, just a badass rapper, and if you didn't, you're new to the show, and you need to fucking go check it out because he spits rhymes iller than any motherfucker. You didn't? Yes. Uh, there, there might be a few who don't know I spit ill rhymes. They think I'm just the guy on the radio. But, you know, you would There's so think much more than that. That would be enough. But there, I, I can't shake the feeling that I really could have made something of my life. Mm. But for one nagging question, and it is a mystery, the pondering of which, has, has, I feel certain, has held me back in life. If anyone can tell me, Paul McCartney, if you're listening, uh, please help. And anyway, if I'm, there's something I must know. It makes perfect sense to me for the jailer man to search everyone for the band on the run. Oh, sure. But, I mean, what is Sailor Sam's stake in this? Mm. You know, was he officially deputized? Is he just like a freelance bounty hunter? Was he like the Shore Patrol? Ah, and the band, they were sailors who didn't come back from leave. That's mm. possible. Or, That's you know what they say about people in, inserting themselves into the investigations? Maybe he helped them escape. I don't know. I just need to know, you know? I need answers I mean, now, I, too. It, it could just fly past you, but some things like that just stick in my craw. It's like, Sailor Sam, what the hell? The rest of it is so tight and cohesive. And then mm. Sailor Sam comes in, and it just... It, it, it loses it. It, it, it makes yeah. it a mystery to me. So, Sir but Paul, anyway, please reach out at bofonair uh, at com and tell David uh, what continues to elude him. Yeah, Jailer Man, Sailor Sam, uh, no, no questions connections abound. there. And uh, also, remember last time we welcomed new listeners in Puerto Rico and oh, Vietnam? Yes. Well, this time we want to welcome new listeners in Norway. <gasps> Norway. Hey, Hello, Norway. Norway, welcome. Bit of advice, if you don't mind. Uh, when, you're, when you're sailing, okay, don't get so caught up in the mirth and merriment of the show that you like forget the time and place and end up getting sucked into that maelstrom thing. Oh, be careful. You know, the one Edgar Allan Poe wrote about? I do that, remember. That, that would be a real drag. <laughs> That's going to suck. I read that story again recently. Fucking incredible. It He's really incredible. is. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, don't, get, don't go into the maelstrom. Uh, uh, There's no both in the maelstrom. Yeah. We just yeah. want you to know. So, stay on land. Listen to us. Sail with a clear head. Don't get caught up. You'll yeah. be okay. But... Uh, uh, thanks for tuning in. I got to say, the life of a radio presenter is kind of full of regrets, though. But especially, 
like instances like last time. I misquoted Shakespeare. I misquoted Shakespeare. That's horrifying on the last show. <laughs> and I know the line too. I know it's you not know. fed the, all the regions kites. It's fatted, fatted, which is so much more poetic than Beautiful, fed. Beautiful, yes. You know, I mean, the nightmarish revelations that attend the editing process are, are, are manifold. You know, <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm sure this episode will be full of horrors too. So let us uh, let us proceed. <laughs> Yes, we shall. Well, you know what we're going to do is we're going to take a different turn, and uh, we are going to go with a new feature introduction, and there's a reason why I'm making a big deal of it, and it is replacing Bird Banter this week. Do you want to know why? Replacing Bird Banter? Uh, I think that calls for an explanation. Yeah. It does. I think so. I think people want to know why. Well, this new feature is something that we haven't done before, and so uh, unprecedented. Ergo, and, a new feature. Ex- <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> You Sorry. know what? Um, would you like to step outside? Do you have a bike rack here? Because I want to fucking fight you right now. <laughs> I want to fucking thought, fight yeah, you. I just wanted to be sure that uh-huh. I was seeing it right. Anyway, so this new feature is called Finchworthy Slang. So we're kind of talking about cringeworthy slang. You know, slang is not always a positive thing. But we're going to use slang to, uh, we hope, elevate our show or... We're going to evolve our show. We're going to we're going to sure. take an unfinching look at slang. Basically. Oh yes, yeah. yes, exactly. And for this new show feature, and this is for every show feature. Let me try that again. And for this every show feature, we are challenged to use the selected slang word as much as possible throughout the show, whether it makes sense or not. Do you want to know what the word is? Yes, and I look forward to running it into the ground as, uh, as I want to do. to do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this is going to be the reason why yeah. you can do that now and hold your head high. From 1966, we get the word groupie. Groupie. Referring to female fans who follow rock groups around on tour, they are fanatic and may graduate to sycophant. So... Groupie is the secret password that we will use as many times as possible <laughs> throughout the show. So I'm going to display it prominently so that we can remember uh, how many times, well, probably remember how many, but we can make sure we use it ad nauseum. So how does that sound? Absolutely. <laughs> groupies Absolutely sound great. good. <laughs> no, not that groupies sound good, but repeating something ad nauseum and running, running into the ground. That's I actually what saw we do. that on Shazam. I Shazam somebody's song and I was looking at the lyrics and it said such and such a line. It said, repeat ad nauseum. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, is that the way you want to describe your own music, really? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, well, as, uh, as one groupie said to the other, we should. Uh, uh, get ready to go down. No, I don't really know. I mean, some groupies do, you know, potentially want to sleep with or do sleep with, but not all groupies. I mean, you know, just if you watch Almost Famous, you can kind of get an idea for what your 1966 through probably 79 groupie was like. Um, so, you know, who knows, but groupie. So we're going to use that and we shall see where and when it manifests let's, itself. Let's see how often we can uh, invoke those stray cats. I'm know? feeling pretty groupie. Yeah. That, yeah, when you yeah, said groupie, I, I thought, is this some obscure adjective, or is she talking about the way we've already talked about groupies on a number of occasions? Yeah. Yes, it, but this time it's going to be ad nauseum. Yeah. And infinitum. We'll see where it can fit in. All right. Well, you know what? Now it's it's up to you. And, and this is not something new, the theme recap, but what is new is the extension of a particular theme. So do tell. All right, theme recap. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Let me uh, use a little atomizer on my throat here. The theme was 
Come on, booby kite, my eider. Yes, there's three birds in there, folks. Three birds. That was the the, the famous kite that I misquoted Shakespeare about. <laughs> uh, and these uh, this theme involves songs about the elements: earth, fa- uh, f- fair, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> earth, air, fire, water, earth, wind, and fire. Anything. Uh, or natural disasters. Uh, that uh, there's some really good heavy songs about that. Uh, we'll see which ones come up tonight. And we're getting a lot of mileage from this theme, and we're going to keep it going because uh, this is uh, this is a pretty rich vein we can uh, mine here, as it were. Agreed. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, come on, baby. Come on, booby. Coot my eye. <laughs> Coot. Coot. That's a bird. Groupie. That's a bird. Groupie. Come on, groupie. Kind my eider, groupie. All right, so we'll see what kind of uh, natural songs about the elements or disasters or anything involving good old nature come up tonight. And uh, the pink is gone, and now we have gray highlights here. And uh, what's that uh, dark, uh, bold text I see in there in the middle? Is that my name? That is your name. That's my name. Does that mean I got to do a feature? It's true. Mm. And you know what? What would happen is if any groupie was asked to do something, they would do it. They would do it, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's a feature. Another instance where Christine invites me to blither at length about something that interests no one but me. (laughs) Hey, I find this fucking interesting. One of these days she'll learn and she'll be like, you know, well, we had a good run. So it was like, (laughs) all right. And the theme is I'm stilt standing. No question about what the bird is on that one. And for this feature, we discuss bands or artists that have had near-death experiences and lived to tell their story. And there's a lot of those they out sure there are. Uh, that we never know of that are very widely known. So what do we got now? Well, once upon a time in 1969, a band came on the scene. And unlike some bands whose names are incorrectly ascribed to the lead singer, e.g. Blondie and Jethro Tull, this one had a singer with the same name as the band, even if it wasn't his name given at birth. Uh, Six years and six albums later, the lead singer began a solo career, not surprisingly using his own name. Good heavens, not again. Reggie, would you do the honors this time? Poor Audrey. I'm sure this is difficult for you to see. It is truly sad. He was so sharp once. I remember. Anyway, they released not six, but seven albums as a group. The professor knows this very well. Yes. He has them all. I don't know why he's allowed to continue in radio. Agreed. There must be a way to protect our senior citizens. Well, until that happy day, back to the show. And one which continues to this day, and he's the subject of tonight's I'm Still Standing, one of Rock's great survivor stories, Alice Cooper. Mm. And I, I suppose anything could have killed Alice Cooper <laughs> during the 52 years and counting of his career. That's right, folks. 52 years. Uh, There are the usual rock star executioners like alcohol. He certainly had that going for him, or against him, rather, for many years. But he licked that and put out an album called From the Inside, loosely based, I'm sure, on his experiences and all the crazies he met in the sanitarium. This also gave him yet another of his famous ballads. Uh, the dictation note says salads, and I'm not. Oh, Alice Cooper isn't famous salads. for salads. He might be. Uh, Didn't he have wh- Cooperstown? <laughs> Cooper. Hey, I mean Paul Newman is. That's so, right. You know, oh, uh, that's true. Why not Alice? Uh, uh, <laughs> called "How Are You Going to See Me Now," written to wife Cheryl, who he hired in 1975 as a dancer for his first solo tour. Uh, supporting what has to be the greatest solo debut album of all time, Welcome to My Nightmare, or one of them. Uh, They married in 76 and remain so to this day. So that's a rare, successful rock star marriage story, and he never banged a groupie. 
Never? <laughs> never banged a groupie. Damn. You believe that? I mean, very I, few I rock mean, stars will say, tell you they never banged a groupie. But it <laughs> was not without a few wrinkles because along came addiction number two. Ooh. That classic rock star killer, Groupies. cocaine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> which uh, one often gets from and shares with groupies. Groupies. Yeah. Yes, the formerly clean and sober Cooper got heavily into the nose candy in the 80s. A little bit behind everybody else. Uh, so long, in fact, that he released four albums during what he calls his blackout period, of which he has virtually no recollection. Uh, I mentioned as a side that the blackout albums are way, way better than the obligatory Desmond Child power pop commercial shit. <laughs> really? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> the, that period, which it seems every 70s rock star goes through, like Hart and Aerosmith, and some of them never yes. never get over it. <laughs> some of, but some of them, it's incurable. It. That's true. Well, Alice got cured of the addiction and the Desmond Child commercial period. Thank God. Thank God. You know? <laughs> Just say no to drugs. Just <laughs> say Desmond hell no to Desmond Child. That's right. <laughs> Unless, of course, you want to sell a bunch of records. Well. And, you know, they were his most successful ones. And it's uh, no coincidence, I'm sure, that hit and shit are only one letter apart. You know? <laughs> Oh, fuck me. It is no coincidence. No coincidence. That's true. Uh, Anyway, the footage that's out there of him from this uh, period is really something to see. He's even more gaunt than his usual uh, lean-to-be-kind self, and clearly wired and wasted, almost unrecognizable. Uh, This also could easily have taken him off the roster of the living, and indeed might have had this preacher's kid had not finally embraced the faith of his father, which he credits with putting his life back on the narrow path. Mm. And I'm sure the imminent threat of marital dissolution helped that endeavor, too. So it wasn't the alcoholic booze and it wasn't the coke. Well, then how did he nearly die? Well, (laughs) when you hire people to kill you hundreds of times, sooner or later, one of them is bound to succeed. What? Decade after decade of mock executions on stage, ranging from the electric chair, Uh, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's probably the least risky. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, he really got fried. (laughs) (laughs) To beheading by guillotine and hanging. One night in April 1988, now this is kind of smack in the middle here, remember he started Mm -hmm. recording in 69, Mm -hmm. in 1988 he almost died for real. Uh, with the stunt, the hanging stunt, magician James Randi, you know, the amazing Randi, yes. uh, came up with the idea of the hanging stunt. Uh, Cooper would wear a harness, which was connected to the rafters by a thick piano wire. This uh, kept him alive by keeping the noose an inch above his neck. It's a very potent effect to see. That gallows setup was successfully executed for years. Executed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that on that particular rehearsal at London's Wembley Stadium in 88, the wire snapped. Cooper told Entertainment Weekly, Everything has its stress limit, and after doing so many shows, I never thought about changing the wire. I mean, really, it's a fucking piano wire. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of it either. Yeah. I mean, it's the, what is it? It's not got a dry rod. It's damn it's, steel. It's right. you know, something, you know. You know, I figured it'd last forever. The wire snaps. I could hear the rope hit my chin. Oh, no. And oh. in an instant, I flipped my head back. Oh, uh, my Cocaine God. reactions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the cocaine saved his life. <laughs> that must have been a fraction of a second, because if it caught my chin, it would have been a different result. It oh went over my, my neck and gave me a pretty good burn. I went down to the floor and pretty much blacked out from the cocaine and the groupies. No. Uh, <laughs> At least. No, Cooper things. continued with the routine as if nothing happened, but of course, he replaced it with a new piano wire. Thank goodness. I'd probably get a new piano wire every show after that shit. I probably you know? would be like, I'm not doing that anymore. 
But all's well that ends well, and Alice Cooper continues to release albums and tour to this very day, now with two bands, if you please, his oh own, and the Hollywood Vampires, featuring Joe Perry of Aerosmith and Johnny Depp, who Super group. Probably bang, a group who probably bang a whole lot of groupies. I'm telling you right now, uh, he, yeah. could, he could bang any groupie. If you aren't a groupie, he'll bang you, and you'll become a groupie. Because we're talking about that Johnny Depp. And I, I, saw Depp. The, I saw them, and, you, and there were women who were walking up to me and saying, I am a groupie for Johnny Depp. I mean, it I, was just, I'm sorry. That's yeah. why they were there. Absolutely. And at 73 years of age, Cooper says he sees no reason to retire and can't foresee doing so. I'm sure life on the road is easier to take since wife Cheryl still performs with hubby, as does daughter Calico, who started performing with Dear Old Dad at 18 and has been doing so now for 22 years. she was legal. As soon as she turned legal, <laughs> she's on that stage. But before then, don't put her on that stage. <laughs> practically upstaging the old man, having inherited dad's wicked sense of humor and mom's good looks. Awarded an honorary doctorate, like Frank, for <laughs> founding the Solid Rock Foundation in Arizona, giving Aww. at-risk youth a safe place to get together and create art and music. Oh, I love that. Dr. Alice Cooper, if you please. Yes. He, oh, uh, my. Excuse me. Is the sort of fellow who is equally at home playing golf with George Burns when he was alive, uh, chatting with fundamentalist theologians and hanging out with, rocking with dodgy characters like Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie. Well, then that means he only takes PhD groupies. That's yeah. That's okay, it. got it. I, I mean, didn't know. there's a there's a literacy test. There's I understand. A, there's a comprehension test. There should be. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was fascinating to me in the scores of interviews on Butterflies and Hurricanes that Louis Straten and I did between us. After the Beatles, the most common influence cited by our guests was Alice Cooper. Mm. You know, for so many years, I thought I was like the only one. Oh, no way. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, uh, it couldn't very well be or he wouldn't have a career. Because <laughs> right. <laughs> Dr. Cooper's on tour in the United States right now, so get on out there and enjoy the Cooper clan's family affair and watch mother and daughter and dad tormenting and killing each other in between dad's songs about madness, murder, and necrophilia. Totally <laughs> Totally hot. It's a family affair for sure. It's You're an right. evening you won't forget, and hopefully, uh, no uh, no heads will actually roll at this one. And uh, regular listeners who are hoping I'd forgotten all about pointing out ties to Kiss, James Bond, and <laughs> I Pat was Boone. Waiting. <laughs> it had been a while. You know? I was waiting. <laughs> well, you're sh- as as Dirty Harry says, you're shit out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. <laughs> because Alice Cooper has all three. Okay. Yes, of course he does. Okay, Kiss. Well, uh, Eric Singer, who uh, played and toured with Alice Cooper many, many times, is now a member of Kiss and has been for many, many years. He also played with Black Sabbath. Uh, so there's the Kiss tie and James Bond. Well, uh, the last album with the Alice Cooper band, they recorded a song called The Man with the Golden Gun. That might sound familiar to you. Mm-hmm. In hopes that it would be... I mean, how could they not use the biggest band in the world with doing a song uh, in a, you know sort of a spy motif with uh, for the next James Bond movie? Well, they bypassed it anyway Bye. and recorded one with Lulu. Sure, <laughs> didn't of go. Course. The band how'd was, that go? Yeah, how'd that go? <laughs> and uh, so he wrote a James Bond theme. And uh, Pat Boone, well, he's a friend and I believe former neighbor of Pat Boone and Pat covered his song No More Mr. Nice Guy on that album I'm always talking about in a metal mood. In fact, that's the subtitle of the album. So he's got all three, so it's a trifecta, and maybe you won't have to hear about it for a while from now on, uh, after that. Well, he also has a Christina tie because he's an institution in Arizona, and I lived in Arizona because we had Cooperstown, right? He performed all the time locally. I never saw him because Alice Cooper wasn't my thing. I, I will say I have an appreciation for him now because of you. Uh, but it wasn't something I really thought about. But, I mean, 
he was always golfing. He's, I mean, he's he was everywhere. Some of the so. some of the kids missed the coop, yes. uh, like you and uh, <laughs> Sarad, and yeah, a couple yeah. of young people had to turn you onto the coop. But uh, yeah, actually, in Arizona, you're right. That's his home. He is a very big thing there. He's yes. a doctor there. He has the Solid Rock Foundation, and he does a, a concert every year, like kind of an all star concert called Alice Cooper's Christmas Pudding right. to raise funds for the uh, Solid Rock Foundation. So I love all that. Uh, it's absolutely beautiful. And um, so there's a Christina tie. I think that's a new part of your mini tie. feature. And and uh, it was a tie I was unaware of, and I'm uh, deeply moved by that absolutely well that was a great feature i love i'm still standing because i learned stuff i never knew and we get to see how resilient our rock stars are and Bouncing you know right back yeah i mean groupies or no groupies groupies or no groupies either way so that takes us to the first band who undoubtedly has just slews a uh, slew after slew of groupies uh, Shadow Basket, an interesting name, yes? Uh, I mean, it, it makes me want to uh, abandon all my morals. Yeah. Understand, yeah. yeah. And uh, follow them all over the world with a song aptly named Thunder. So they're from Santa Cruz and they are indie folk. And let's take a quick listen, shall we?
Okay, that was Shadow Basket, and we heard Thunder. So, where did you land on Thunder? Did they bring the Thunder? Well, they definitely brought the Thunder, but it was it was a quiet, distant Thunder. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those, it was like, oh, I'm in a Thunder. This isn't like, this isn't Hammer of the Gods stuff. This is like Renaissance in the Okie Finokie. I mean, it's very uh, aged. It's very aged. It's very uh, archaic, almost, in the uh, the medieval sort of sense, and yet it sounds kind of modern and swampy and everything mm-hmm. else. Uh, really beautiful, haunting harmonies. It's hard to formulate uh, listening to a song once, which is the challenge we, we have do. here. Yes. You know, but you come up with these vague ideas, which is almost you know stream of consciousness. Uh, we should make a concept album out of it. That's you know? true. <laughs> uh, haunting harmonies. There's this really quirky, wonderful beat that kind yes. of keeps you twisting. I you love know? it. It kind of just bends you. I mean, it kind of like. Uh, Put your arm behind your back and marches you forward. It's like you, you're going ahead because you know you, you need to have some. I don't want to say relief as if it's uncomfortable, but it's a it's a really compelling beat that I love. It really drives the song forward. I actually talked about that a lot too in my comments because oh. I feel like I feel like it was preparing you for something. Like it was getting you prepped for something. It was a little bit of like a taste of what's coming. And then I feel like they do bring the thunder at the end. Like it really there's this like crescendo. Um, at the end, you know, but what I really liked, what struck me when I heard this was the voice. It's so pure and it's so sweet, but it's so like soulfully defiant. I mean, if you listen to the lyrics and you hear her, I didn't get the medieval. I didn't get the throwback. I only I feel at like the beginning. Is, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. I feel like this is really fresh. It feels oh, yeah, like yeah. really now, and it feels poppy. Even though I know they consider themselves indie folk, I think it is indie folk, but I think it's poppy. I I could hear this on the radio right now. I mean, the radio stations that play good music is what I mean. Yeah, those those radio those. Stations. There's not that many. No, there are. But I agree with you about the percussion, and I like how it's so light. Like it's there. It teases you, and then. Then you get the full with the electric guitar at the end, yes, exactly. and you just go, wow. That lead guitar break is, it's like kind of jazzy and ethereal, uh, kind of classical. It's almost like uh, Black Sabbath, uh, Planet Caravan. It's uh, it's kind Ooh. of like a, a Dire Straits thing. It's like not clean. The guitar is not clean, but it's not super distorted Which either. Which I like. It was it's perfect It's very, for very this. tasty. And then it comes to this bang, this cool jolt ending. Yeah. And uh, yeah, did they bring the thunder? Absolutely. I they mean, did. You don't need to rage and roar. And pound and stomp, you know, to uh, to blow speakers to bring the thunder. You when don't. you have that much uh, power under under control, as they do in the song, yes. Uh, so yeah, great uh, great find there. Absolutely. Shadow Basket. Shadow Basket. So you can find them on Facebook at Shadow Basket Music. Well, who needs a cigarette? I'm just kidding. It's only after a groupie. Yeah. So this next one is mine. It's all mine. And it's It Was Mina. So it's perfect. And for this feature, we discuss the songwriters of some of the biggest hits not written by the artist or band. These are the unsung heroes of popular music. And some of them are okay being unsung. In this case, this is one of them. However, I'm sure they are reaping the benefits monetarily of some of these. And this time, we're going to go way back to... I like way back. Yes. We're going to go way back to 1994. Oh. I mean, that's... Way more back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going further and further back. So, Bedtime Stories is a song that appeared on Madonna's sixth studio album by the same name. It was the third single released on February 13th, ni- the third single released on February 13th, 1995, and it was co-written by Bjork. Really? 
Yes, apparently Madonna asked friends of Bjork's, um, Marius DeVries and Hooper, to write a song for her, and they asked Bjork to help. She did, and the result is Bedtime Stories. The song talks about the joys of the unconscious world, and I swear to God, I was doing this. I was singing like Bjork would sing, and you can tell it's a Bjork song from the get-go. It is. It has all the hallmarks of Bjork, and I love her. I'm a huge fan. So uh, I heard it. I didn't hear it in 1995 because I didn't know Bjork then. Thank goodness I found her shortly thereafter. But the video for this is a study in surrealism and certainly was a cause for many of my nightmares in 1995. It has Madonna releasing doves from her makeshift womb, several whirling dervish, a floating Madonna, and a final scene where her eyes become mouths and her mouth is an eye. It is Nothing short of astonishing, and certainly one that I love. The director, Mark Romanek, is somebody who, you know, may have done some other videos you knew about, like Johnny Cash's Hurt, Trent Reznor's or Nine Inch Nails' Closer, Janet Jackson and Michael Jackson's Scream, Fiona Apple's Criminal, and many more. And, oh, by the way, he's also won three Grammy Awards for Best Short Form Video. Wow. So, well, with this accomplished and decorated director and a cost of just under $8.5 to make, you'd hope the song would fare well in the charts, but did it? The song hit number one on the U.S. Billboard Dance Club songs, but only number 30 on the U.S. Pop Chart single. Well, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, I don't know that one, actually. Oh, oh, I don't oh, think I do. I don't do. think I do, yeah. It earned the number 42 slot on the Billboard chart in 1995. And I want to go on record as sharing that this is one of my favorite videos ever. Wow. Yes. It is beautiful. It's terrifying and perfectly fits the song. I see something new with every watch and I enjoyed revisiting this for this feature. So can Bjork say it was Mina? Yeah, she shares it. This was a huge hit for Madonna and a huge hit for Bjork, even if she doesn't really talk about it a lot. Very, very good song. And in fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop for a minute and let you hear just a little oh. taste. Just a taste. All right. Wanted to make sure that David, uh, we jogged his memory, and we did. He knows the song. Let's get unconscious. I remember that, okay? I do remember the song, but it's not one of those Madonna hits that you know backwards and forwards. I mean, this is not, you know, it's not Cherish. This is not Vogue. This is, this is one of those, eh, I'm not a dancey, trancy type of person. But I am surprised. It's very interesting to know that she wrote a song with Bjork because, you, well, Madonna either wrote songs herself or she did a lot of collaborations with a guy named Patrick Leonard, and they, they between them they came up with some absolutely fantastic music. Or some of the dancey, trancier stuff was done in collaboration with a variety of hip, trendy producers with names like Jellyface and Baby Belly and <laughs> Jelly Belly and... You know, Jelly Baby and shit like that, you know. Do you think any of them uh, were named Groupie? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure between them they had hundreds. But, um, <laughs> sure that a, had yeah, groupies. I didn't know the song. It's like one of those erotica ones. It's like one of those ones that's primarily a dance song. Yeah, this but, one actually uh, on this record was an anomaly. It was not like the other songs on this record. So it was a, a strange ad, but it was it was a big hit for her, but not as big as let's say something like express yourself or something like that, you know, so, but it was a big hit, but it was a weird add to this album. Well, and pretty much Madonna is one of those artists for, I was going to say 30, it's coming up on 40 now. Well, <laughs> yeah. pretty much whenever they put something out, it's, it's at least some measure of a hit, mm -hmm. which is pretty, uh, it's an astonishing thing to say. And most incredibly when it comes to Madonna's career and, 
there's a Bond tie there. She actually oh, did the is. theme song from Die Another Day and appears in the film in a much reviled cameo. And I think she's fine. I mean, she's no cheesier than anything else in the movie. <laughs> I think she did a fine job. Well, you know? then Chief Fish should fit perfectly. I mean, what she's the there, you know, uh, in her uh, sword. Uh, she's a fencing instructor, and it's pretty cool. That but, is pretty um, cool. It is pretty badass. But uh, flirting with uh, a little bit with the old Pierce Brosnan there. Uh, uh, who wouldn't? Who, who wouldn't? wouldn't? Uh, I mean, man or woman, come on, don't come lie. On, come on. <laughs> and uh, you got all kinds of babes in that movie, and she was just one of another. But uh, no, I did not know that. That was interesting. And I kind of knew the song. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love it. And it was mine. Yeah, it was Bjork's. And Bjork is like, I, I don't think she's a huge fan of Madonna. They're very different artists. Madonna, I think, is may- maybe, and I'm, I'm putting words into Bjork's mouth, but may seem more uh, like she caters more to the public. And Bjork is just like, look, I'm doing me. I'm crazy. I'm weird. I'm just doing me. And M- Madonna may feel like she does it, but I think Madonna may be more so panders now that she knows what people like. But then at the same time, does she? I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to know. But it was Bjork and a couple others who... Uh, co-wrote that song for Madonna and it's a very interesting song and if you listen to any Bjork you will definitely hear her influence noise so hmm what do we do on the show primarily other than talk about groupies um listen to bands that uh, hope they will one day have them Ah, okay, yes, let's go ahead and do that then. This next band is called Never Loved, which is a very sad name to me. <laughs> that right there will get them some sympathy <laughs> That's groupies. That's right, they're going to get some, some sympathy, uh, sympathy something. And uh, the song is called Downpour. They're from Orlando, Florida. They're indie pop, pop rock, and pop punk. Let's take a listen. Hey, you like a rainy day. Always quieting up the way you think And you push me to the brink And my head begins to drain I cannot even obtain a drop of gravity A storm of such insanity Sunshine, you're a Over every day, the weather is all Like I'm chasing rainbows And I'm searching for a breath of fresh air So here's another prayer I'm just going where the wind blows But there's still quite a ways to go And I don't know The storm's moving way too slow Yeah. 
right. Well, we just heard Downpour from Never Loved. Sad lips for the uh, the band name. Makes me so sad. Never Loved. You're Loved Now by Birds. Yeah, I mean, it does It does seem to uh, inspire pity, but I don't really feel sorry for people with that much talent. No, because, uh, you can't. Yeah. Come on. Absolutely. I mean, it is so poppy. I will say Smashing Pumpkins fans are likely to scratch our, their head on the verses because we're like, he's channeling a little Billy Corgan. Yeah, of course, he sings point. much better than Billy Corgan. I love Billy, but this guy is very melodic. But I'm feeling a little Billy Corgan there, and then he kick, he kick when he hits it, and he goes in and he does that growl on downpour. Oh, I'm totally in. What I like is the cacophony of sound that happens during the choruses. Uh-huh. It's rousing, and it's, and it's a whole lighter. You know, I'm like waving yeah. my lighter in the air. It's not just for ballads anymore, folks. Get that lighter fucking up in the air. Oh, oh, yeah. For those two. I hear the, the the pop punk. I think it's perfect, and I fucking enjoyed that ride. Yeah, and it's it's funny. Once uh, I, I'm not borrowing her phrases. I'm just telling you that we're using the same ones because yeah. uh, pop punk, certainly it has that wall of sound. Right. You said cacao, wall of sound, a pop punk thing. It it almost has a, a, a '60s Brit pop yeah, uh, vibe to it, uh, you know '80s alternative too. I almost waited for an accent to come out, like to be like, yeah, this, you know, this, downpour. But yeah, it this didn't. seems like it would come with, with a little bit of a sneer from yeah, across the pond, I agree. you know. <laughs> Ordinarily, you'd be singing the chorus by the second time. Yes. However, it changes a few times. Yes. So, which is really cool. Make sure you got to listen to it again. Yes. But um, you know the uh, the vocal layering and the, the it is anthemic. It's absolutely anthemic. Yes. It's one of those uh, arena lighter things. That's you right. know That I can see many many thousands of people singing, and I'm sure never loved would like to see that very much. They and want to uh, bring the love. You all the best to you. You want you should have those uh, people there with their lighters. And um, groupies, and you you're entitled to groupies as much as any rock star, and so. you will feel certainly loved by those groupies. You I'm will assuming certainly feel loved. So yeah, you're well on your way with a t- with a tune like that. Uh, I love it absolutely. And you can find Never Loved Sad Lip on Facebook at Never Loved Music. Well, well, well. You know what that means, sir? Um, my dear friend David, my BFF. That means we sign off for the night. No, uh, no, it's crystal clear that you're up next. All right, then. Uh, this feature, which uh, was just alluded to, is called... <laughs> it's actually called uh, Kestrel Clear. Yeah, but uh, I, like to, I like to say it wrong because I knew you were going oh, okay. to say it. Okay. Kestrel Clear. Yes, I was... I have to say, sometimes there's wayward letters that get in there. Sometimes I do this shit at like 3 a.m. He's right. Yeah, I, I was completely wrong, but I wanted to make sure because I said Kestrel before. I should say it again, and then he can correct me. And he did. Yeah, we we uh, apologize both of us for incorrectly calling the segment Crestal before because it sounded like Crystal Clear, which is the whole <laughs> point. Perhaps we were a little wishful thinking there. But Kestrel is fine. Kestrel is fine. However, the burden question is actually, as we said, the Kestrel. The Kestrel. And I became aware of this while revisiting a song by our pals, the Secret Weasels. Ah. They have a song called Barrier Islands on the first album, The Community Weasels. And the subtitle, only if you click on the lyrics and open it, the subtitle is Ravens and Kestrels. And I saw that. It was like, oh, damn. Yeah, and you know my ass got a message right away. Excuse right, me, excuse Christina. Me, uh, you know. I believe that this is incorrect. Well, I mean, uh, we don't want to shoot our, our bird. Uh, we don't want to uh, derail anyone's ornithological education out there. No, And also uh, de- shoot our reputation in the foot as That's being right. bird experts, which, of course, we're not. And you know what? I don't deserve any groupies because of my faux pas. You don't. So thanks to the weasels and apologies to the Kestrels, you little sweetheart. Sorry. 
The uh, kestrel is the smallest member of the falcon genus, actually. It mm-hmm. just has that genus aqua, I oh. guess. And it'll uh, rip your face off, too. Did but you uh, just say that? I love it. Oh, oh my Lord God. heaven, help us all. Loving it. Uh, and for this feature, we discuss lyrics that are uh, everything they seem. Uh, there's no room for interpretation. They're uh, they're plain, and they either suck or they rock. Yeah. And I love this feature because it was no doubt conceived by Christina to accommodate my complete lack of comprehension and interpretation skills when it comes to these things. <laughs> Today, we'll be talking about Yes's magnum opus, Close to the Edge. Just kidding. <laughs> Psych. Psych. <laughs> However, I'm not going to pick the really low-hanging fruit. The self-explanatory ones I joked about before, like the Ramones, now I want to sniff some glue. Uh, We're not going to do that one. Or even the universally recognized, unambiguous story song of them all, Johnny Be Good. And I I do mean universally, as this Chuck Berry classic was sent into space in 1977, along with Mozart. Well, as it should be. And it's billions of miles away now, yeah. And, the uh, aliens are rocking. On you know, honestly, if we sent Drake or Post Malone into space, it would be like begging for a War of the Worlds, yeah. basically. And I would hope that we would lose in that case. I yeah. think that would be a battle cry. That would be that would yeah. be a, a, an act of yeah. war, an affront, yes. an obvious affront, that's, a glove across the face. You that's know? exactly right. <laughs> this is what we think of you. You can listen to this <laughs> shit. You know, that's right. That's bike racks after yeah. school shit. But no, I won't cop out that easily. In fact, I, I find it fascinating how the song I have selected begins. By merely creating a vague sense of despair that might be rooted in some sort of clinical depression or mental illness, but then, in a superb lyrical twist, delivers the actual cause, and it's a real gut punch. Mm. The artist in question is a band that I don't think it's, gets nearly enough credit for their superb lyricism, uh, even though most, not all of the great ones, were in the uh, earlier days, the Rolling Stones. And the song, everybody knows it, the instant they hear the haunting sitar that sets in motion, 1966's Paint It Black. Mm. I see a red door and I want it painted black. No colors anymore. I want them to turn black. I see the girls walk by dressed in their summer clothes. I have to turn my head until my darkness goes. Now, this is more than just some moody goth kick. Why the specific reference to the girls in their summer clothes? Hmm. With the second verse, it becomes painfully clear, even to one so dense as I. (laughs) I see a line of cars, and they're all painted black. Now, where does one usually see a line of cars that are all black? Um, Mm. With flowers yet, and my love, both never to come back. Ow! Mm. Ooh! I see people turn their heads and quickly look away. Like a newborn baby, it just happens every day, and that's true. That's a hell of a (laughs) hell of a verse there. That's a way to put it, you know. And it's true. I mean, if it's not someone you know, it's just something that happens every day. People die every day. Newborn babies are born every day. That's right. But in this case, it's very uh, particular and personal. And uh, clearly, they didn't write this with people like me in mind, or they just would have said, Wow, what a bummer. Keep that shiny, bright, gaiety nonsense away from me, because I'm sad. My sweetheart is dead. No, they actually used a little artistry there, because even I can figure this one out. Uh, Once you hear that second verse, it's like, oh shit, that's what this is about. And as we go on, the emotions get deeper and darker and more desperate, culminating in... I want to see it painted, painted black. Black as night, black as cold. I want to see the sun blotted out from the sky. And Mick Jagger is not even really singing at this point. He's just howling. 
And the humming <laughs> somehow <laughs> makes it even more unsettling. It's so unsettling. So unsettling. This timeless track is so moody and atmospheric that it's been used in countless movies and television shows from 1987's TV Vietnam War drama Tour of Duty to, I am told at least, that one I know personally, but I'm told HBO's Westworld. Is that yes, true? that's true. It's everywhere, this song. And that hum, by the way, makes me, it harkens back to like old, like, I, I don't know, days of yore where you had a bunch of maybe people standing around working in their humming tunes you know unto god like it feels a little like a hell or working on the it, railroad yeah, or something you know yeah it's an it is an old labor you know it's kind of a thing it's and kind I of like keep it. head down keep it is so powerful and i actually just learned uh that it was the record company who added the comma after the word it paint oh, it comma black and not the band. I me. I always thought it gave it a slightly mysterious quality. Uh, I love and I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, strangely enough, and interestingly, "Painted Black" is the opening song on the U.S. release of the Stones' album "Aftermath." Uh, there oh. are actually several British invasion bands who have different album song listings and even additional releases on either side of the pond. Oh my! You look up an album, and it's like, oh, this is the fourth U.S. release and the sixth U.K. release. It's like, well, shit. You know, well, everybody's you not getting that, everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. The UK edition of Aftermath begins with another song which showcased the Stones' knack for crafting darkly atypical narratives, namely Mother's Little Helper. Mm. Songs about housewives hooked on pills and ODing were not the norm then. Neither were songs about dead loved ones, and I hardly think that Leader of the Pack and Teen Angel were as raw as Painted Black. No, not quite. Aftermath, which was the first album of songs written entirely by Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, also featured Under My Thumb, yet another song that makes the listener squirm like a dog who's just had her day. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) The relentlessly button-pushing Rolling Stones are the tenured professors of crafting lyrics that are dexterous and clever, while all the while remaining kestrel clear (laughs) so true well played my 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 the rolling stones well from the rolling stones to abigail knudsen with her song called storm now abigail hails from new zealand this is alternative electronic pop and i will tell you i think all of you are going to love this it's a little something different But it's all the things that you like and want. Let's take a listen to Storm. Give you pleasure, I hope that we can be 
That was Abigail Knudsen with Storm. What to say about this? So much. There's so much going on. I will allow you to begin, and I'll chime in. All right. Well, first I want to say on, on a bit of an aside that I'm glad we're not dealing with five songs with the same title this time. <laughs> That's going to make editing so much easier. I thought it was fun. Uh, Abigail Knudsen, Storm. Very, very fine song. It's, it's good to know what the... Uh, what the hobbits are getting down to it in the in the clubs in New Zealand? Uh, that's that's really freaking cool. Uh, it has this really cool militaristic feel to it, but it's decidedly techno. But it, it's it, it has that um, that gravitas to it, and there's a certain stan sort of quality to the lyric. I mean, it's like yeah, you know, I just want to love you and give you pleasure and hope we could be best mates. It's a little a little unhinged, but. Uh, not extremely, but it's it's kind of cool in that way. And Abigail Newton might saying about falling to pieces in your hand, but she's in uh, complete command and control of the listener. This is a very, very uh, strong track, Abigail. Nice work. Yeah, I love the pops and the clicks. I feel like I'm in a clock counting down to the storm. I love it. I feel like I'm inside and I'm getting to see all of the gears moving. And in fact, I am part of this machine. And it feels like, and dare I say it, a James Bond theme to me in execution, instrumentation, and lyric. I just feel like it could be a great theme for a James Bond <laughs> movie of the future. I just felt it. The way she, the, the phrasing, there's a sexiness to it. There's an unhinged quality to mm-hmm. it. There's, it's a little, um, you know, a li- I feel a little obsessive, you know, sort of maybe a stalkerish feel. I really, really liked it. And it's a bit industrial. It's certainly alternative and experimental. And I love it. And the backing track, the... Ah, oh, I'm just... I love it. It's uh, very creepy, very ghostly, but in all the right ways. I really fell in love with this track. And we'll be watching Abigail Knudsen. And I will say, she's no slouch. She's doing excellent. She has about 76,000 Facebook nice. people. So, and she, I'm sure, is growing by the minute, but I could not resist including her on this show. A very interesting point you made, and I totally agree. Now that you mentioned I totally see where you're coming from with the Bond theme uh, thing. Because mm-hmm. like from the 80s on, the Bond movies uh, often had these themes that were 
they were, and, and even earlier, romantic mm-hmm. and dangerous yes. and uh, really passionate and obsessive yes. and a little chilling. It's like death and love and sex and this and that and, and uh, all kinds of uh, intrigue in the music. And it really has that uh, kind of like we saw with the most recent one from Billie Eilish. Uh, it uh, does have that quality, too, and that makes it even more endearing. Exactly. So you can find Abigail Knudsen on Facebook at Abigail Knudsen Music, and that is A-B-I-G-A-I-L-K-N-U-D-S-O-N Music. Well, it is time for that beloved feature. Again, we assume it's beloved. Various songbirds. And for this feature, we name lines from songs and try to stump each other in a head-to-head battle so my goodness well 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 hmm i tried not to make it too easy for you this time because apparently i just keep giving you very very low-hanging fruit so i don't know if this will be low-hanging fruit or if you find this fruitful at all but let's give it a shot just like groupies might so are you ready because i go first this time okay yeah i want to run to you i want to call but I've been hit by lightning. Obviously, uh, lame deer protocol is not being uh, observed by you in this one because I, uh, I'm. It's going to be a, a kick in myself moment, but I don't think I have it. I want to run to you. I want to call, but I've been hit by uh-huh. lightning. lightning. Uh, uh, I'm oh, uh, Richard Marks. Yes. I'm sleep. Oh no. I'm in too far, I'm in way too deep over you. Wait, uh, to be the first, uh, wherever you go, I'm in with you. Oh, wait, uh, you're right, it's not Richard Marks, it's, hold on a sec. Uh-huh. Uh, but, I mean, I already didn't know you, you it. You already but, lost yeah, it, already but still, lost this, this is one. fun. This is not even half point, but uh, okay, let me, let me a sec. Whenever you need someone, da, 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 da. Oh, 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 uh-huh. Uh-huh. this is worse than Maria. Yeah, uh-huh. because I didn't see Blondie perform Maria uh-huh. a couple of months ago the I way know. I saw Cheap Trick perform The Flame a couple of months ago. And <laughs> yes. here she is stumping me with a song which I watched the band do live just a short time ago. Oh. The Flame, Cheap Trick. How in the hell could I miss that one? It's- I, I need to stop for a minute and tell you this song makes me weepy still. Oh. To this day, and it has since I heard it the first time. I love, love, love this song. See, I can't, if I talk about it too much, because, you know, whatever it is, he's going to be your flame. I just can't handle it. It's just too beautiful. See, look at this. I'm going to oh. get all misty. So anyway, I love this song, and I thought you might get it, but then I thought, well, it could be a little harder. But look, I mean, I was, I thought you'd eventually get there, and if you I, did. If I had the melody, I would have followed it. For some reason, past uh, right here waiting for you, I'm thinking of Richard Marks. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's similar, yes. but it's a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, cheap trick, man. Friggin' uh, oh. one of the most underappreciated bands. They're so good. Agreed. And uh, great, great tune, and I'm stumped, and that was I know. a... That's I mean, a shocker. I you, it's funny because you stumped me before with one there's no way in hell I should have missed, which was Blue Oyster Cult I know. Uh, Astronomy. And I, I saw Blue Oyster Cult and Cheap Trick together uh, just a couple months ago. Well, so I, I should have gotten the flame. I'm carefully selecting lyrics, though, too. Yeah, that was a complete, yeah, yeah was carefully selected yes. to trip me and make me break my little uh, dear limbs. You know? Oh, my God. Okay. Well, Put your lips down to the cool, clear water. <laughs> And bam, bam, a, a fucking, fucking bullet, bullet rips the top of your head. It's off half your head. No, I ask you. <laughs> Are you going to give a fuck what kind of pants the son of a bitch you shot, shot you was wearing? wearing? 
right. Uh, oh, I, I just got that. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I got. I got to watch that. Mm. I just got, added that to my collection. You might want to wait for somebody to watch it with you. Uh, hey, you're, it's on. Oh my god. All right. Let's see. This one's going to seem a little bizarre, but All you right. should get this How one bizarre? With, without the inflections, without OMD. the vo- without the uh, uh, pauses and phrasing. We'll see. But honestly, no song ever had lyrics like this. Sister Susie, Brother John, Martin Luther, Phil and Don, Brother Michael, Auntie Jin. It's like, what the hell is that? Fuck. Sister Susie, Brother John, Martin Luther, Phil and Don. A little reference to the Everly Brothers there. Yes. Mar- uh, Brother Michael, Auntie Jin. Fuck me. I know I know those lyrics. Oh, I know you do. If I sang it, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's it. This is the only one of the ones uh, that I'm doing tonight that's not from the 90s, I think. This is not a cotton ball, you know. It it should be, I think. <gasps> well, I mean, I I, I Let I me see if I say be. fuck you in a minute. I deemed it to be. Okay, well, I, I don't know. Just, just know that every time you say fuck you, uh, you're giving me fodder for another dance track. Perfect. Excellent. <laughs> don't blow your load. Don't blow your load. Okay, I have no idea. Let me sing it first. Sister Susie, da 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 da, Brother John, ooh, Martin Luther, da 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 da, Phil and Don. Oh God! Brother Michael, da 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 da, Auntie I didn't get that. Go on. It's the Beatles. Not the Beatles. <gasps> it's not. No. Are you kidding me? Nope. Then I have. N- it's close. I definitely have no fucking it's clue wings. now. It's wings. Oh well, fuck me. Okay, so close. All right. And the song is? I don't remember. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to call it a song. Auntie Jen, open the door oh. and let him in. Somebody's knocking at the door. Oh, let him in. I'm sorry. Somebody's I really thought you'd get the that bell. one. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah. I'm just s- that, that, for some reason, that out of context. That's the most telling part of the song. Well, of course, the rest of it, someone's knocking at the door. I mean, that's yeah, too much of a giveaway. That is a giveaway. But that's the most distinctive part about it. You know what's really creepy Fuck. about it? Among the people, he, he, he goes through the same litany later on, but in place of uh, Brother Michael, whoever that is, he says, Uncle Ernie. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait whoa, a second. Wait Uncle a Ernie, let Uncle Ernie in, the pervert who molested Tommy. We're going to let him in? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's okay? not do that. That's a little But disturbing. you know who we will let in? Groupies. Groupies. Groupies, Groupies can come, get in. To come in. Not Uncle Ernie. That's, that's true. Fuck yeah. that. Well, okay. All right, all right. Well, let's see if I can stump you. You stumped me on that one. You stumped me too. Build up your confidence so you can be on top for once. Wake up. Who cares about little boys that talk too much? Oh, my goodness. He's obviously packing uh, uh, big game rifles to hunt a little deer on this one. Oh, no, la- I thought you A lame deer that can't I even get away. I thought you'd get this. One more time, please, really quickly. Build up your confidence so you can be on top for once. Wake up. Who cares about little boys that talk too much? Absolutely no idea. Build up your confidence so you can be on top for once. Wake up, who cares about little boys that talk too much? I've seen it all. Still no idea. Really? Yeah. You don't know To Be With You by Mr. Big? Oh, no, no, I'm afraid not, no. I mean, I, I now that you what? mention it, I can hear it, but no, absolutely How no idea. How do you idea. not know that 80s cave, ballad hit? Cave. It's a huge hit in the 80s. All right. It was well, a deep cave. That's crazy, It was town. a deep cave. Now, this one. All right. You're going to see whack. just how prescient it was of me to pick this one, and there's no excuses, no quarter offered oh, on this one is. because there I is. know it's coming. Okay. All right. All right. Let me see. Hmm. Everyone I know goes away in the end. 
You could have it all, my empire of dirt. I know that. Oh, you do, all right. Dirt. God, it's so hard when it's not, you don't hear the tune. All right. Everyone I know goes away in the end. You could have it all, my empire of dirt. I will let you down. Sounds like Peter Gabriel lyrics, potentially. But it does, not. actually. You're right. Damn, fuck. I know I know this. Okay, so now I admit surrender. Sing it to me. Okay. Uh, the reason it's going to be like a knife in your heart is because we talked about Johnny Cash's version earlier, I believe, and hurt. Nine Inch Nails, Hurt. That's right. Oh, you curses. could have it all. Curses Damn it. again. My <laughs> empire of dirt. I will let you down. I will make oh, you hurt. Oh, fuck. That was kind of a cotton ball that, for some reason, was it? you missed. I don't I, I mean, you, mm, you, you got to calm down on the cotton ball thing. I'm not sure. Sure, no. I don't Nine know. Nine inch nails. I, I mean, I, I gave you cheap trick. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, no, that was worse. But I do, I do still, ex- I did still expect you to know that one. Cheap trick was the ultimate humiliation for me. <laughs> well, that was pretty bad for me. All right. All right. Well, when I'm with you, are you somewhere else? Am I getting through, or do you please yourself? Oh, wait a minute. Well, oh yeah, yeah. Um, Def Leppard Love Bites. That's right. Yes. Yes. I can't believe <laughs> That's it. That's right. Very wow. well done. I can just hear him singing it. That's you know? right. You sure can. Oh, man. Fucking oh, cotton I, ball. I came across them on a, a metal, uh, we wish you a metal Christmas, uh, this Christmas compilation by Hard Rock Singers. Mm. Uh, Hard Rock Bands. It was really good. I forget what song they did because I just skimmed it, but Ronnie James, get this, Ronnie James Dio does God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. It's, it's, it's fucking incredible. Oh, I must uh, and, hear that. And Lemmy does uh, Run Rudolph Run. Oh, my God. Because, you know, he loves the old classic rock and of roll, course, Buddy Holly yeah. and stuff, you know. All right, I got a good one That's for you nice. here. <sighs> Show me the power, child. I'd like to say <laughs> that I'm down on my knees today. <laughs> I cover that, so there I know that go. one. Okay, well. well, you see, okay. All right, all Even right. Even the lamest deer. Okay. Are you calling me a lame deer? Obviously not. Uh, you're, <laughs> not in this case. You're prevailing here. I think we're one for one, right? Yeah. yeah so uh, far, yeah. It's hard to keep track. Four is a very high number. <laughs> this one you're gonna <laughs> yeah. get. Okay. I I couldn't help it, but there's there's a theme emerging here, but. Circus life under the big top world. We all need the clowns to make us smile. (laughs) (laughs) I love this knowing laugh you have. Well, actually, it isn't that knowing. It's knowing its journey. Yeah. But it just makes me think that... Is it faithfully? Yes. Yes, okay, yeah. Circus life Steve Perry, man. He's just amazing. Every time I hear that guy. Fuck. He just kills me. That voice. Oh, it brings he's, me he's to brilliant. my knees. He's brilliant. And, you know, Journey's such a great band. It's just a shame they're touring now, and it's like, okay, it's Journey without Steve Perry. Yeah, but I'm, I'm out. I'm sure that... No, I'm out. Well, it, it actually existed before him, but it's kind of hard to picture. I got nothing. Yeah. All right, this one shouldn't be, be too difficult. And this is one of those ones that I had the lyrics wrong, and I went back, and I said, nope, you're wrong, you're wrong. And I listened to the song <laughs> again. It's like, oh, shit, they're right. They're I've been right. wrong all this time. I've been time. wrong, yep. So Been here's there. a story from A to Z. You want to get with me? You got to listen carefully. <laughs> She's rolling her eyes. Wanna be Spice Girls. Thank you. Uh, I, honestly, uh, one of the parts I had wrong was uh, I thought she said you better listen carefully instead of you gotta listen no, you carefully. Gotta. It is gotta. But here's the part I really had wrong. I thought it was slam me body down and slam wind your body down. Yeah, your. But slam I thought your body it was down me. And wind it all I thought it was slam, slam me body. body down. It's nope. your. But I uh, see. I, I'm catching you up with the rest she was of the like world. Reggae. 
Yeah, Somebody it down and well, well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of it fits the thing, you know. Slammy. It's kind of uh, British. You know, they're British after all. Mm, you know, okay. Slammy body down and winds it all around. Slammy body down and a, a zig a zig. Ah, yes. Oh, you know what? That one uh, really should have been mentioned, although there was already two uh, two winging as we got out of that theme anyway. But <laughs> that is a great first album, first song, right there. I mean, if you're the Spice Girls, okay. Now wait a minute. But, they don't belong in that same category we had. So if you want to say like poppy, girly stuff, but they don't belong with the best, best first song on first albums of all time with like Led Zeppelin and stuff. Well, no, they maybe not, but all I right. do love the Spice Girls. I'm not saying they're they're running with Led Zeppelin or anything, but I do yeah. love the Spice Girls. All right. Well, on the and the bubblegum poppy side, okay, I gotcha. We could do a bubblegum poppy. Winging it. Maybe you'll do that in the future. Maybe. Hey, who I knew? I like bubblegum. Who knows? I do like bubblegum as well. And you know what else I like? What? The American Friend and their song called Thunder, no. which we're going to be listening to next. They are from Austin, Texas, and this is singer-songwriter. That is their genre. Are you intrigued, David? Very intrigued. Are you ready? The American Friend. The American Friend. Friend good. Okay. Yeah, I feel like they're pretty friendly. Let's take a listen. Yeah. 
was Thunder from The American Friend. <sighs> so tender, innocent, almost a whisper, those vocals. But they have conviction. I feel a little Edie Brickell. Mm. Um, only softer. And I absolutely loved that voice. And the repetition. Every time she repeats it and then she goes to that really high note, I get like goosebumps and I get a little like verklempt, you know, a little verklempt here. Yeah, I love the sweet kind of Loggins and Messina acoustic guitar that it starts with. I mean, it's that classic 70s acoustic thing. And it, it does indeed, to me, uh, bring to mind like <sighs> Joni Mitchell uh, kind of. Uh, mm, I hear that. If uh, And uh, hints of some of the more melancholy uh, Bruce Springsteen, if he, if he could sing. Uh, I mean, if he could sing. and uh, See, just, I would never if he collabed, say that to anybody. If he collabed with Joni uh, <laughs> and took the backseat to Joni. Is, but is that a recorder that comes in? Did you, That little whistly sound, do you think that's a recorder? Uh, it sounds, it's a pseudo, it's a faux recorder or a real recorder, and it does, it gives it that... It's like being at some idyllic art fair that you never want to leave. I yeah. mean, it's just one of those, ah, I'm home. This is a safe, beautiful place, yes. you know. Yeah, and I love that. folky, like we're around a fire and we're having a moment, a big and bonfire. Like I said, you you never want to go. It's uh, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. So nicely done. The American Friend, and that's a, that's a, the name is really perfectly uh, embodied in the song, or the song embodies the name American Friend, because it sounds lo- exactly like that. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, uh, it's very comforting. Now, who knows? The, the rest of the songs could be about cannibalism. I have no idea. Hey. But this one is... Uh, but is it's friendly Ameri- cannibalism. It's friendly, yeah. I mean, it, how could it not be if this is their idea of a song? Yes. Uh, lovely stuff. Uh, I love the piano, too. When the piano comes in and it's kind of pounding, and, and again, it's, it's, it's assertive, and I like it. And then... Those ahs that come in, the male ahs, I really like that because it could have been her, but no, it was the male ahs that came in. And then it's kind of like, and, you know, I hope that that she'll forgive me for saying this, the singer, but it just felt like the sweetest little bird coming in early in the morning and sitting on my windowsill and just singing me awake. It just, oh, it was so beautiful. And I've listened to this song like three times with my eyes closed, I just can't. And I mean, I'm trying not to like think about it, but it's just so pretty. Yeah, you know, you're right, and I've uh, you brought to mind something I should have mentioned about the Oz. I mean, the Oz are so beautiful. I, I think it. they must have been uh, mixed by like the Wizard of Oz himself. Actually. Ah, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, it's you're just right. Wonderful. The Oz, 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 Oz. A feature, that's right. just a, a beautiful feature of the song. Absolutely beautiful. So, you can find the American Friend on Bandcamp, actually at The American Friend. And I urge you to go listen to their other stuff. It's equally as beautiful, of course, different, but beautiful. Well, I feel like I've done my work for the moment, and now I turn it over to you, my friend. Is there any way to dissuade you from that feeling? Uh, um, not <laughs> no, today. No, because the rigid and inflexible schedule in front of me... <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> ...says... What? ...that it's time for... Hell yes or hell no, the results. And uh, for this feature, we consider bands and artists and determine if we're in for them, out for them. Uh, We also ask you to weigh in. We want to know what you think. We want your opinions. And the artist in question uh, last time, last time about, which we uh, was preempted. Yeah, we're we're getting back to that. That was Coldplay. Coldplay. 
And uh, some of the more interesting results I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing there's a hell meh category here. There really because wasn't, but if the if the listeners create a helmet, I will put it in. Yeah. Oh, 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 they did that. Yeah, that's not oh. me. <laughs> and and they did that in overwhelming numbers. Ninety seven percent were just as bland as they could be and just as noncommittal as they could be about um, Coldplay, and a mere 3% said, oh, hell yes. Nobody was dead set against them, but nobody, uh, well, I mean... Well, let me say this. Yeah. So there was one person that was against them, but it came in after I'd already calculated my... my I tabulated the, the whole thing, so there was a, a no, they are you too light. Mm. So no, that was one hell no, but it came in after... Um, and I agree. They are U2 light. Yeah, that, that seems fair to me. Occasionally, and I was not that familiar with them, and uh, I had to, of course, you know, bone up on them uh, mm-hmm. for this feature. And, bone up uh, like groupies? Yeah, bone up like you bone a groupie. Yeah. And I've heard um, uh, I'd heard of the title of the album, uh, Bl- Rush of Blood to the Head. Well, honestly, Coldplay doesn't make... <laughs> She's over here cackling and trying to keep her... <laughs> 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 what? Put up like, like you bone a groupie. You brought him up. You know? <laughs> Groupies bring him up too. <laughs> it was just, it was so effortless. It caught me by surprise. Uh, yeah, it was just, yeah. I mean, it's just sort of a flyby, you know. You just fucking jumped on. Me. I was trying to be quiet. Okay. But it fucking struck me. I'm uh, sorry. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have said anything oh, uh, about your sitting over hey, there. Hey, you uh, can always cut it yeah, if you don't want cut. it. Uh, and a uh, rush of blood to the head. Uh, of course, groupies make blood rush too. That's exactly. But to the cold head. play does not to the head or to, in my case, to the feet, where to the point where I feel like passing out. Actually, um, I, I listen to a lot of stuff, and it is it's YouTube very light. I think, and. Uh, they do have a new record out, and the single from it is, uh, if, a, if a single was the first track, I can't remember, but it's actually pretty rocking and pretty good. Every once in a while, the vocals and the guitar uh, progressions and everything will evoke the kinks, but I would never compare them because the kinks are great. No. And uh, I, I, meh is the only way, I mean, you know, it's, they say that the uh, opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. Well, a lot of people apparently have the opposite of love for Coldplay. Yes. Because I'm pretty indifferent to them too. Desert Island, it'd probably be a couple of months before I put on the Coldplay record. Yeah. Um, if that was all I had, they just they just don't get me, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, they must have something to have uh, the legions of fans they have, but I, I don't know what it is. Well, the, I think that those fans gland, haven't heard you two yet. That's yeah, they haven't heard you two yet. I think whatever gene it is that makes you appreciate Coldplay, I just don't have it. I don't have it either. I only have there's only one song that I love by them, which is "Fix You," and that song kills me. It's a great song, um, but pretty much every song I hear from them, I'm like, okay, so you two did this song, but 20 times better. So yeah. what are we doing? So I. I feel bad. They're kind of like the Nickelback now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they've uh, attained Nickelback status. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, ooh. So I'm definitely a hell man. I'm not a hell no because I, I mean, there's, there's a time and a place for Coldplay. I just don't know what that time or place is. Yeah, I don't know either. Like I said, the uh, it was very encouraging to hear. The, the best thing I heard by then that I liked the most was that something new, so maybe, you know, but... Uh, maybe they're turning maybe a corner. Maybe they're turning a corner, finally, after, you know, what, 20 years? Yeah, <laughs> 20 years of hell. But I, I'm not enthused about them, I would say, but yeah. uh, neither, apparently, neither is anybody else. So no. for once, I'm on the same side as uh, Me too. the masses. Yeah. So here we yeah. are. 
well, you know what we're going to do is we're going to go from something that sucks and is not mighty to something that is mighty as an oak, such as the Mighty Oaks, with a song called Storm. And they are from Berlin, Germany, and they're acoustic folk rock, folk Americana. So this is the genre. This is what you're about to hear. And I think you're going to be very pleased, David, and listeners. So I am not going to waste another moment. Some say I'm woven from the wrong cloth that I'm lost. But I'm unraveling now. Got loose ends coming out. And if you close your eyes down. You can keep the word out If you close your eyes down You can keep it spinning around And I'm lost in the woods And the darkness is coming The storm is all around Can you hear me cry? I'm lost in the woods And the darkness is coming The storm is all around
Mighty Oaks with Storm. Okay, David, what are your thoughts? Well, I like how it started off with this, you know, this moody, rustic kind of charm with the, the you know, predominantly acoustic instruments. Yes. And uh, but the the harmonies are so dark. Oh. And yes. beautiful that raspy Tom Waits, but clear, you know, but cleaner mm-hmm. voice. Um, and the way that plaintive chorus uh, repeats, it builds. It's so needy, and mm. it uh, you know increases in intensity. Uh, the arrangement gets gets more and more layered, and it's uh, it's really effective in that way. I mean, it's it's like. You're just like you want this guy to have an answer. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hear? I mean, you 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 feel the uh, he's just the need there, and the emotion. It's uh, it's a very powerful song and uh, uh, very beautifully played and sung. And, and produ- production sounds great. It's uh, it's wonderful. I agree. Just beautiful. The vocals they're rich and they're deep and they're comforting. I take great comfort in the tone of his voice and his words, and uh, the strings. Oh, when the strings come yeah, in. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, and then the harmonies and the strings, they're not indulgent. Again, they're they're there as an accent. They're there to to really add to the song. They don't detract at all, which I really like. The instrumentation and delivery would make Bruce Springsteen smile. The lyrics, Bob Dylan might actually maybe laugh a little because he'd say, Oh, they're likely to be influenced by me. And the vocals might convince Paul Simon to collaborate again. I just really found this to be a beautiful piece by a very amazing up-and-coming band, Mighty Oaks. And they are doing well, and they are on the rise again. So we go to Germany to find more amazing talent because we will look everywhere. We will. We will leave no stone unturned, you know, or castle, wherever you are, whatever it is. Uh, we will find you uh, if your music is out there and it fits our theme, of course. If you're, if you're in a glade someplace. That's true, in a glade. A, that's glen, a, a glen, a glade. Anywhere. Yep. Yeah, thicket, whatever. Thicket. <laughs> we'll find you. And uh, you can find Mighty Oaks on Facebook at Mighty Oaks Music. My goodness. Well, this is where we talk about the new theme, but I'm just telling you right now we're not going to have a new theme. Why? Because Kite My Eider is amazing. So we had wind, then we had rain, like, you know, rain, water, that kind of thing. Next is fire. 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 So we're going to go find some fire, and uh, this is just too much fun. And uh, I think that uh, we are really, really, we there's a deep well for this one. So we're going to keep it going for a little bit longer. So if you have anything that fits the bill, that fits our theme, Kite My Eider, which has been the theme for a little while now because it's just so damn good. And uh, that's all I have to say. But uh, I leave the rest up to you and your capable hands. All right. Well, we've got the theme out of the way. And mm. uh, um, I... Uh Hmm, what's that I see off in yon, over in yon distance? Is that hmm. uh, a puppy? Is and, it? And uh, I got a blanket right here, so let's wrap this puppy up in a neat little blanket. Nice. And um, our next offering is a new episode of Winging It. Enjoy our 15 to 45 minute show that covers just one topic, no music, no features, just mainstream music chat, opinions, and uproarious laughter. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. We promise. Your boys are coming at you every week. Surprise. Surprise. Subscribe, surprise, be, would surprise <laughs> us if you subscribe to our feed at Bof on Air. That's B O A F on Air. 
dot podbean dot com and enable notifications or just subscribe and listen on your favorite platforms and be notified uh, as uh, the top priority uh, uh, memo that that would be the VIP the list. VIP thing. Um, Remember, we cannot grow our flock without you. Please share us on your Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc. feeds. Uh, adding Twitter now. We yes. Have, yeah, Twitter. Uh, sharing is caring, and we know you care. We can feel it all the way from here. I feel it. Uh, and ev- we feel it now from Norway. We feel it from Norway, no less. Norway. Welcome. Welcome. We're up to, I don't know, 29 countries, I'm 30, not sure. something we're, like that. We're going, we're going global. We're going, well, we went global a long time ago. But I mean, we're going global as far as listeners. We want one in every part of oh, the world. Oh, yes. And, 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 and thus we shall have, if everybody, if we all pull together as a team to borrow the line from uh, Pink Floyd. And birds of a feather flock together. So flock together, that works. and you're you're one of us. Consider yes. yourself one of us. That's we were right. That before. Consider yourself no, part of the family. Part of the family. All <laughs> uh, right. Well, then I guess that only leaves for you to say. Let's get the flock out of here. This has been Birds of a Feather on What the Flock Radio.